Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Horn 720 WGN. I'm John Landecker. Welcome to the program. It's 10 minutes after uh, 7 p.m. over most of this same radio station. Be here until 10 o'clock tonight and we kick it off with our good friend Steve Dale. It's amazing to watch you do that. Here I am in the studio what and I, there you are what did I do? with your blowing horns yeah, in the right. corner. That's I am. you. Yeah, that is yeah. me. Sure it is. And boy, can you hold a note. That is, I can hold a note. I yeah. have a great embouchure, by the way. I've, I've said that about you. <laughs> I'm not sure I can on the radio you Want me not. to demonstrate my triple tonguing for you? Uh, <laughs> not, not at this radio station, no. I, I want to keep my job. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was just making reverence to my childhood trumpet coronet days. Did you really? Yeah, I sure did. Really? Yeah, took private, so I have a question for Private you. lessons, the whole deal. So I've always wanted to know this. Yes. And it comes from the Jackie Gleason episode that I just saw in Rerun, where he takes a coronet. Yes. And he wants to make it big and hit the high note. Friends who watched those original 39 might remember the episode. Here's my question, though. What's the difference? I honestly don't know. Oh, here we go. Between a, a trumpet and, and a, a trumpet? trumpet? Right. I have no clue. You know, that is a very good question. And Three notes? I, no, I no, 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 no. If I, and someone can tell us, at, uh, text us at 312-981-7200. It's been a long time since I've had to uh, consider one? this. No, no, no. It's the size. First oh, of all, a trumpet. That's what they say. The trumpet is more, is longer, I believe, and a little bit thinner. And the coronet is shorter and more, for lack of a better term, off the top of my head, stubbier. Okay, but they're both. And, and one has a different tone from yes. the other, yes, which it is does. The, also the biggest difference. Yes, mm. yes. But I chose the trumpet. Okay, I don't know why. It's a popular instrument. Yeah, yeah more, sure. Pro- more so, I think the corn. More so than the cornet, I believe. Well, I my parents spent a lot of money and bought a. What was I playing? I was playing the coronet, I'm sorry, from a Chicago-based uh, instrument store. instrument manufacturer. Who oh. was very, yeah, who was oh, very right, famous. So the, uh, uh, oh. uh, who slips me my mind right now. Yeah, Slinger something? Uh, wait a minute. You're getting close, I think. Singerland? Could Maybe. be. Maybe. Could sounds, be. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with it. Sure. We can get into that later. You know, uh, we you can stay until 8 o'clock. I don't care. <laughs> but it's your show. Whatever yeah, you like. big deal. No, big I mean, you, you can stay until 8. Okay. Okay. I'll check with my mom and make sure I can well, stay Well, if you're later. not busy going to some international restaurant to talk about <laughs> cats, you go to more restaurants than anybody I know. I love going to Who restaurants. Who doesn't? I know. So during the pandemic, my poor wife was dragged <laughs> to all these restaurants, but you couldn't go in, right? Right. You were sitting outside. Not so bad at this time of year. Different in January. Some of them were more heated than yes. others, but there we right. were with six layers on, eating whatever we but were But you eating. were, I just saw pictures of you at an international cat symposium of some kind oh, or yeah. something or other. Well, I didn't yet. see you there. Well, I wasn't there. It was in Cleveland. Actually. I've been to Cleveland, but I have not been back in a while. To see the International Cat Show. Sure. <laughs> it was great. That makes you feel better. I was having, I was in my element. It was I know you were. Yeah. Um, we'll get to, well, hey, uh, Brandon, 
You know what I was telling you about earlier? Okay, so I know that one of the things you have here, speaking of cats, I'm going to take a quick break, but first I want to play something. Uh oh. Talking about how cats purr. Uh huh. All right, this isn't about how cats purr, but this, according to the Guinness World Records, is a cat with the loudest purr. What? You're shaking your head. I, I understand, yes. Where do you hear it? Wow. It's not a lion. Sounds like a motorcycle. Yeah, it does. Yep, that's a little kitty. <laughs> you're glad a you're big kitty. Uh, you're glad you t- stuck around for that. More with <laughs> Steve. More with Steve when we come back on 720 WGN Pet Cemetery. Up oh, that's <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> and I'll talk about that. I'll talk about letting your pets out at Halloween. Not a good idea. <laughs> okay, let's get into uh, purring. No, um, although I wouldn't mind it if you stroked my belly. But at any rate. uh, (laughs) I would. (laughs) And Uh, if it were a video, it would be interesting. Okay, uh, pets and Halloween, what do we need to be, what do we need to know? Okay, Uh, lots of And be aware of. Yeah, so it is uh, blah, 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 scary for us, right? Yeah, But it can be, sort of, but it can be very scary for pets as well. So, all right, the, here's the scenario. The doorbell rings, and it rings again, and again, and again, and again. Yes. And some pets are great with that. They don't care. But others, uh-oh, they are afraid, and it's too much for them to deal with. And then you're opening the door to say, oh, here's some candy to the kids, right? Yes, right. Well, some pets respond by running out the door because they're afraid. Some dogs will run out the door to greet the people, not because they're afraid. They just want to say hello to all the trick-or-treaters. No matter. Here is a fact. Yes. More dogs and cats are lost at Halloween than any other how, specific How is that possible? Holiday. Why? Be- well, because the door is constantly opening. Some pets are afraid. The cat may bolt because the cat is terrified. Some dogs are afraid, too. And some dogs just want to say hi, but then they keep going. They say <laughs> hi to those at your door. They say hi to those on the sidewalk. And right. before you know it, they're gone. And there's you know? other people walking by. Let's, yeah, go, out. Let's yeah. go meet them. Exactly. They look nice. I wonder what they have for exactly me. Exactly right. Yeah. So for... People with concerns, Mm -hmm. which should be everyone, first of all, have your pet for sure have ID, microchip, registered with the microchip provider. Secondly, for many, many pets, especially if your pet falls under the bucket of, I'm worried, I'm concerned, I'm afraid, with everything going on, all those kids dressed up as ghosts and goblins, after all... They look kind of weird. Does that really affect the pet? Yeah. What they're dressed up as? Yeah. So once. Seriously? Yeah. So once the dog gets a sniff of the kid dressed up as. Whatever. Whatever. Taylor Swift. Okay. That's a good one. (laughs) So if she's dressed up as Taylor Swift. Once. Taylor Swift loved cats. So, you know, that's got to be. She does. Yeah. But once the cat or dog smells Mm. that okay this is a kid Mm -hmm. they're they're fine usually but from a distance of 10 feet away their sense of smell is great but it's not that great they don't know so some pets are actually afraid of those costumes they don't understand exactly what's going on right putting all of those animals that are afraid or have some fear anxiety or stress in a room behind the a closed door Mm -hmm. uh, a second bedroom a den wherever that may be in your house well, they can't run outdoors if they're behind a closed door, right? That, that would be true. Things. Yeah. And another thing is they can be more content that way. They're not seeing all these ghosts and goblins. And 
You can turn on, and I'm sure you will, WGN Radio. Of course. So John Landecker is in the background, and that drowns out some of the trick-or-treater noise. <laughs> yeah, that's been, uh, what you know, people don't know that's a rare quality that I've carried for <laughs> all my years in radio. Drowning out yeah. trick-or-treaters. Uh, you know, they put me on, and all of a sudden, nobody wants any candy. I don't know what the deal is. Animals run, people no, run. It's, it's crazy. The, it's no, just it's, crazy. It's good for the animals. They're hearing you and mm. not hearing the trick-or-treaters. Okay. And also, there are some other things you can do to tone down any anxiety that they may be feeling and that might be drugs yeah in the worst possible cases but that's rare but nutraceuticals which aren't a nutritional supplement they're not a pharmaceutical we've talked about this before they are sort of a hybrid in between wait a minute a nutraceutical yeah it's not what it's not what It's it's not a nutritional supplement exactly. It's not, and it's a, not pharmaceutical. a pharmaceutical. Oh, pharmaceutical. It's not a pharmaceutical. Got it, got it's an, got it. not a nutritional supplement. Then what is it? It's something in between all that. And there's like literally a hundred on the market. I will say there's a product called Zilkeen. I like it because there's science behind it. It's hydrolyzed milk protein. Remember how your grandma said, are you worried? You can't sleep? Have a warm glass of milk, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so also is, a fifth of bourbon. She yeah. was a little strange for the way she treated us as kids, but that was okay. That, that explains it a lot. It I'll explains, tell you, it it explains Swept like a baby. It explains a lot about John Landicker today. <laughs> but no matter, uh, it is relaxing for our pets. There's another called Anxetane, which is green tea extract. Yeah. That's not an- that's part of Angst and Tain? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you can get this and you can get this online or through your veterinarian. When did all this come into the marketplace? Several years ago. Because I don't remember any of this kind of talk when I was a kid. I mean, we had pets. <laughs> yeah. Nobody said anything about nutraceuticals or well, I mean, metrosexuals or anything. Uh, the latter, I'm not sure about. But the good news is, and this is good news, we can yeah. do more to yeah. help these pets relax than ever before. What about the thunder coat? Oh, yeah, the thunder shirt. So for oh, pets, thunder shirt. Yeah, yeah. For pets that are anxious, that can be... Um, that can work. Another thing that can work are pheromone products. No, wait a minute. The thunder coat... It's basically a, a sweater vest type yeah. thing that you put on your dog and you like, it's like cinch it to its, since it's snug, uh-huh. right? And that makes the animal feel protected? Sometimes. But wouldn't then that be true every day? I mean, not, not just around some, for some dogs, 4th yes. of July or yeah, yeah, Halloween yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. So for th- some dogs that are anxious all the time, mm-hmm. it can look weird but be it well it doesn't look that bad no it doesn't no. and it's a good idea i'm not knocking it no but it doesn't work for every dog every dog is different every cat is different so do do, do the same nutraceutical suticals work for both cats and dogs yes. or are there different the, the ones i just gave yes hey did you hear the story we had on i think it was monday about a dog giving a blood transfusion to a cat I did not. Yeah. It was an emergency situation. Where was it? I think it was in Texas. It's not and a perfect match. No, they had I, to do something immediately because yeah. this little kitten was suffering. Oh. I forget from what. Hmm. And there was no time for the vet to get any cat blood. Yeah. And yeah. so they just decided, well, we're going to take blood from a dog and it worked perfectly. Yeah. I had not heard of that before. No, no, I haven't either. It's not the same blood type. but Right. In an emerge in a pinch, you do what you can do, and I'm glad. Sorry, I didn't keep you. Sorry to get you off the track. No, that's fine. Uh, You know about chocolate. 
Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. give it to anybody. <laughs> I mean, in <laughs> the animal world. In the animal yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. It can kill a dog, can it? It can. So a particularly dark chocolate. Why? Uh, it has a chemical in it called theobromine. You asked, right. and that is actually what is dangerous combined with the caffeine. Ah, okay. So yeah. dogs don't respond well to that. Now, the truth of the matter is a little bit of uh, milk chocolate probably isn't harmful. It depends on the dog. It depends on the size of the dog. But you want to be safe, just don't give your dog chocolate. I right, mean, there's right. no way a exactly. dog needs to Why? have chocolate. But there's other concerns, too. Okay, what are they? One is uh, xylitol. So that is an artificial sweetener found in lots of different products. So here's what's happening in the trick-or-treat world, I am told. People are baking things because the price of candy has gone up. So if you bake, say, brownies as a trick-or-treat gift and you cut them up really nicely and all that, people are doing that, apparently, if they're sugar-free brownies, one of the sugar substitutes mm, yeah. that might be used yeah, yeah. is xylitol. And incidentally, I talk all the time, different topic of sorts, about keeping pets occupied. So one way to keep the pet occupied when people are ringing the doorbell is to stuff some low-fat, low-salt peanut butter inside a Kong toy or some other toy. Now, the problem with that is make sure that good that there's no sugar in it, but make sure there's no xylitol in that peanut butter. Got a text from 773 reminding me of my own show. The dog's name was Brett Michaels, <laughs> and th- they got blood from the dog named Brett Michaels and gave it to the kitten. And then Brett Michaels, from poison, yeah. heard about it and adopted the dog. Oh, Thank you, 773, oh, nice. keeping track of what I can't remember. No, that's-, that's the purpose of people who listen to this show. John, sorry, you forgot again, but here's what you said two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, on my show, it's two minutes ago. So well, that could be true for me, too, yeah. to be honest. Um, raisins. Yes, raisins? Toxic to dogs. There's Who knew? There's no ca- caffeine in raisins. No, yet, right? it's not. We don't actually It's a know. grape. Are grapes to- toxic to dogs? Uh, yes. But people don't, generally don't give grapes for Halloween. But well, yes, no, I didn't grapes. necessarily mean <laughs> your kids. Sorry. <laughs> Here's some grapes. <laughs> I'll throw them at you. No, but truly, raisins, I mean, people are now, uh, again, maybe because of the price of candy, people assume it's a healthier treat. They are giving trick-or-treaters, you know, the little boxes. Oh, sure. Raisins, you right? You, people, you, you used to put them in lunch boxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And now they're putting them in trick-or-treat bags. That's fine for us, for people. Right. Not so much for dogs. It can uh, cause all sorts of problems. I mean, potentially, potentially life-threatening. Well, I'm sure that, well, some people would think, and me included, that if you were going to give out treats for Halloween and you wanted to at least make some sort of gesture towards healthy as opposed to candy, that raisins would be sure. a way to go. However, if, people, I, if I was a kid yeah, oh, that, no. and I got raisins, <laughs> I'd be like, What's this? Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah I, I'm old school. I Give them a bunch of sugar. Get them all hyper. Uh, but the problem <laughs> isn't only the candy. If the pets get into the candy, you know what's even more dangerous? No. The wrappers. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, the, the, they, uh, I don't believe, have thumbs yet. So unwrapping the candy is not something our pets do. They just swallow it. Not only that, but remnants of the candy are on the inside of the wrapper. So yeah. let's go lick that. Yeah, very true. Yeah. So uh, make sure that the garbage you have is closed and the pet can't get into it to get the wrappers as well. Okay. 
We're going to do more with Steve. I hope. We're going to broaden off. We're going to talk more about cats and uh, how they communicate. And we're going to get into what kind of coronet I had and where it came from. Because pe- <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Because people are texting and all of that coming up. But right now, it's the bottom of the hour. Time to get into the WGN newsroom. 720 WGN, John Landecker, 736 with Steve Dale. Yeah, we've been talking about uh, animals and Halloween, and we're going to do more of that. And also how cats communicate. And also a let's talk about pet cancer um, webinar webinar that'll be happening uh, in early November uh, with Steve as the moderator, and we'll tell you more about that coming up. But we got off into this uh, sidebar, no pun intended, <laughs> of uh, and I don't remember how. Oh, horns that to open the show. Yes, the you, Chicago horns. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. They're great. So. I took music lessons when I was a kid, and I had a Bach Minerva coronet. Now, 224, the basic difference is a trumpet is straight tubing, and a coronet has conical tubing and gets wider as it gets closer to the bell of the valves. Yeah, okay. Um Yeah, I remember now everything's coming back to me like I haven't thought about this in years. I mean... Oiling the valves and uh, a spit valve and I What's mean that. Well, when you blow into a horn, guess what? Saliva's going to get in there. I mean, it's just natural, right? Uh-huh. How do you wash that out? You don't wash it. You got a little. Well, I don't know what they do now, but there was a little switch with a cork, <laughs> and you just sort of open it and it drained. <laughs> You uncorked it like a bottle of wine? No, it no, it was part of built into the instrument. Oh, okay. I'm sure they st- they've got to still have some sort of spit valves. I, I mean, I don't know. You know, yeah, they do. They must. I don't play anyway, the trumpet. Uh, I think probably all brass instruments. I don't want to get on to this. I don't even know. Um, so anyway, I was saying, wait a minute. My parents bought this coronet from I think it was a. Chicago manufacturer, and yes, indeed it was, Lion and Healy. Oh, yeah. Which I believe is still in business today and started like... Are they 300 oh, years old? They're something really unbelievable. Uh, Over 100 years old? They started October 14th, 1864, 159 years ago. Their headquarters are 168 North Ogden Avenue, Chicago. Guess they're still there. Amazing. So, I had a Bach Minerva from Lion and Healy, Coronet. And then I started looking online. Whoa, get out of here. Yep. Then I started looking online. I should never have gotten rid of this instrument. Uh Uh-oh, how much is it worth? Well, let's see. A Bach, they're different models, I guess. Um, Apparently more than my Randy Hundley baseball card. I I guess I should put in Bach Minerva and see what I get. Who's Minerva? I have no idea. Is that someone you dated then? No, no. It's a... Okay, there aren't too many around. 300 at most. Mm. You mean it's an endangered species? I guess it's a discontinued. Let's see. $600 on eBay for one. 
That's not that's going to make you rich. No, but it's not. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. But some of these other models that are don't that aren't um, like so, they are two three thousand dollars. So the Bar- Bach Minerva was a cheapie. I don't. No. 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 I don't think it was a cheapie. Uh, my parents didn't think so. I can tell you that. Uh, they, you know, they impressed upon me. It was you, probably a lot of money back in the you day. You better take these uh, private lessons, John, because you know we spent a lot of money on this. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Bach student coronet, two thousand three hundred seventy-four dollars. Nice. I don't know. Here's one for four thousand three hundred forty. You have to go up into the attic and find it. Oh, it's long gone. It's in uh, one of those many special uh, part of the attic of John's unfinished projects. <laughs> Is that a very big attic? Oh, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime we ought to do, you ought to do a show just about those. Nah, it's all right. No, I don't no, know. No, no, no. Let's... Uh, well, let's let's get back to cats. Well, no. First of all, let's oh. talk about this pet cancer yeah. thing you're doing. Tell us about that. Well, uh, we don't know why, but more pets are getting cancer than ever before. Uh, we know we think part of the reason is they simply are living longer than ever before, and cancer in humans and in dogs and cats to a great degree is the uh, a disease. No matter which kind of cancer it is, a disease of older individuals. Having said that. There's something going on, for example, with uh, some of the more popular dog breeds, in particular golden retrievers, Labradors to a degree. Uh, It's called hemangiosarcoma. It's a kind of blood cancer. And this cancer often impacts two-year-old, three-, four-year-old dogs. And it is typically fatal. Mm -hmm. Uh, No signs, symptoms at all. And by the time uh, the veterinarian figures it out, there's nothing that can be done on rare occasions Surgery can help. It's a significant surgery. The spleen is usually what's hit. They remove it, and the dog may live out a couple of more years. Uh, so it's it's not good, and there's a new screening test, and there's much more new information about cancer in dogs in particular. And that's what we we will be talking about. Lots of experts will be attending this webinar. It's my favorite four-letter word, free so yeah it doesn't cost anybody anything it's just information Mm -hmm. to the general public provided by i'm not going to rattle off all their names but they're veterinary experts essentially i'll i have the honor of moderating uh this event uh which is november 2nd it's at six o'clock central time if you go to my website which is stevedale.tv you can click on a link your website is stevedale.tv yeah i didn't know that yeah yeah isn't that cool? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so excited. So stevedale.tv. <laughs> uh, you can see it on the homepage. Uh, and and I'm, I'm directing people there because there's a link and it's oh, way I too Oh, I saw the link. No, get... you could never. No 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 no, 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 no. So, but you can go there, click on it, and you can register and you're all set. If you're interested, Thursday, 6 o'clock. It's November 2nd. And uh, it's, I, I'm sure I will learn a lot as well. I had... One experience with a dog having cancer, and it was first detected as a lump, mm-hmm. uh, a small lump that was not pliable, because I guess if it had been pliable, it would have been a fatty deposit. Right. So right. I didn't know what this was. It was very, very small, and took her to the vet, and yeah, it was cancer, 
and we drove out somewhere. I can't remember where it was, out in the burbs at some facility where uh, she got radiation treatments Mm -hmm. at like 500 bucks a pop or something like that. And it worked for a while, actually for a couple of years. Well, a couple of years for a dog, if you think about it, is like many years for us. So if the quality of life was good. Right, it was. uh, Yeah, that's, that's what's important. Yeah. Well, so, so something you did a good thing. Something to be aware of, and that's Thursday, November second at seven p.m. and it's on Zoom, six p.m. Central Time. That's and right. Yes, it's okay. on Zoom, and the link is on my website, which is stevedale.tv. Thank you. Who knew? We'll be back with more on seven twenty WGN. Why does my cat pee on the bathroom rug whenever I leave the door open? Usually what closed. Door open? You mean to the bathroom? Yeah. It is. Is this revenge because I don't leave the door open for him to snoop? <laughs> No. 847. Yeah, 847. It is not revenge. Uh, Assuming there is no medical explanation for this, and we can't assume there isn't. For example, arthritis, vastly underdiagnosed in cats. Now, this cat could be a three-year-old cat with just fine. I don't know that, but might be a 23-year-old cat, right, with arthritis. Uh, Hard to get into the litter box. So a nice, soft, cushy place like that bathroom rug, makes perfect sense from the cat's perspective. Gotcha. Uh, But I don't know exactly why, but I would keep the door closed or leave it open and pick up the rug. Oh, but it's just the bathroom rug, apparently. Yeah. I mean, there's not, I'm just extrapolating. I'm trying to read between the lines. Why does my cat pee on the bathroom rug? Not the living room rug or the bedroom rug it's or whatever. It's a nice, soft, cushy Just place the bathroom. That, that now has the smell of ah, the cat going there. The, so, the, the, yeah, or, yeah. And I don't know where the other litter boxes are, how many cats are right, in the house. There's right. a lot to ask. Yes, it is. But, but first, I would yes, say right. rule out the medical. Now, what she can do if the cat likes going in the bathroom is put a litter box right there in the center of the bathroom. It's the best of both worlds. And remove the rug. Except maybe for the human that's got to go in there and use that room. Well, you know, I, I'm not responsible for people. I just answer the no, animal No, no, part. I just mean the uh, effervescence. Uh, a bathroom's a bathroom. The, no, that a litter box can. Share uh, the bathroom. Share, give, you know, put into the air a certain aromatic... Mm, I think. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I do, and I I have no issue with that. Well, of course you don't. (laughs) I would use the cat's litter box if I had to. Oh, no, you wouldn't. Would you? I would. Speaking of cats. Yes. (laughs) um, And we just were. You have an article here on stevedalespetworld.com. Same thing. That's the same place as Steve Dale's? Stevedale.tv. Oh. Yeah. Either way. Okay. It goes either way. And as long as we're talking about cats. Yes. How cats purr has been misunderstood for years, but now, says Steve, Mm -hmm. we know. Yeah, we do. It's not me to figure this out. It's researchers that did that. So Mm -hmm. let me back up a step. We know that uh, purring cats is something that is appealing to us. We never knew why. Now we do know that as well. It helps us to feel good. Well, sure. Yeah, it's just like petting a dog. We know lowers blood pressure. Petting a cat does the same thing. You bet. So having a cat snuggle up next to you and purr, whether it's as loud as the cat <laughs> that you, or sometimes you don't even hear them purr. You feel, you feel it. So cats purr for a number of reasons. From the cat's perspective, yeah. one thing is that when kittens are very, very young, neonatal kittens, those kittens can identify where the mom is. They can't see yet. They can barely hear, but they can feel the purr. And oh. that's how they know where mom is and therefore where the teat is. So wait, 
So the mama cat is purring for the benefit of the kitten. Yes. Not for a human. Uh, in this case. No, no, not having nothing to do with the humans. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, cats purr for other things. It is thought to be self soothing Mm -hmm. so when cats are extremely anxious sometimes they will purr when they are in pain they will purr really any veterinarian will tell you as they're about to euthanize a cat oh my god that they will the cat will be purring all the time oh my god you know so cats Uh, purr for a number of different reasons how do we tell the difference but, but it doesn't matter but one thing that is interesting is that it is not only self soothing it is thought to help cats to heal a bit and when they purr according to one study it can help heal our broken bones faster this is a legitimate study hold on wait a minute let's just back up a moment how does a a cat purring uh help a human being it's uh, fix a broken bone it's the frequency of the purring and there's one other animal to my now, this is really fascinating. Yes, yeah. There's one other animal that you'll never guess, to my knowledge, that has a similar low frequency. In fact, it's so low that other animal we usually don't aren't able to hear because it's inaudible to our hearing. That's how low is this that a, frequency it is. Is this an insect or a bird of some no, kind? No, it's an elephant. An <laughs> Yeah. An elephant. It's called infrasonic communication. So if you're an elephant, you could communicate miles away to other elephants. Like radar. Using this communication. Like sonar. Okay. Well, you sure. know what I mean. How? Well, is, uh, don't whales in the water? Oh, right, right. right. I mean, Same send idea. out a signal? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Same idea. I mean, and we're talking a long distance. A long distance. Right. You're totally correct about that. Yes. See, there you go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Getting back to cats, however, what we didn't know, and this new study now has the answer, is how domestic cats purr. And they possess pads embedded within their vocal cords, and that extra layer of fatty tissue is what allows them to vibrate at these low frequencies, which we call purring. But they don't purr all the time. No, no, not all the time. But all domestic cats are capable of it. And people write me periodically and say, my cat doesn't purr. Is my cat not like me? Mm. Because it is also a way, and I left this out and I should not have, uh, for cats to uh, presumably express affection is to purr. And interestingly enough, they rarely, though they do, it's rare that they purr to one another to express affection. That is something reserved for humans. And while I'm at it... Right. So cats don't purr for affection for another cat. Rarely. They only purr for affection from humans. Yes. But you said they purr for so many different reasons, including pain. Yes. How are we supposed to detect which purr is... What's it for? Well, that's that makes cats... That's a great question because cats are such uh, an enigma. Is that the right word? Sure. We're, oh, they are. Yeah. yeah. We, we don't completely... As long as we've lived with them now, we still don't completely understand them. That's an understatement. Yeah. So uh, I don't know that we need... You need to know... If your cat is... That's a great question that would take four hours to answer <laughs> right because... Cats are so great at masking pain. So how do you know what that purring is? Uh. So cats communicate with us all the time. And for those who say cats are incommunicative, I don't know what my cat is saying. Well, that's on you because, because cats are telling you all the time how they feel. So a cat that's taking a cat nap, the way in which that cat lays down 
tells you how that cat is feeling. So if it's laid down like a, a, a bread, a, a loaf of bread, like kind of stiff, that cat may be in pain or is uncomfortable. If the cat is laying on his side or her side, that is saying, I'm safe, I am comfortable, no problem at all. If the cat is kind of laying down with his back legs like underneath, that cat's ready potentially to run off somewhere and is not feeling potentially comfortable. Where the cat is laying down matters too. I mean, cats are telling us stuff always, all the time. We don't necessarily pick up on all this. And why the cat is purring, that's a, such a great question because sometimes you don't know right. at all. Sometimes we assume the cat loves me, but the cat's actually hurting. Right. You know, we, we, we always don't know. Well, <clears throat> cats have always been, I think, more mysterious in mythology, stories than dogs, yes. for instance. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and there's a fallacy that they can't be trained and don't recognize their name and things like that. But they do. They do. They totally do. So uh, try opening your refrigerator and calling your cat. If you think your cat doesn't know his name, <laughs> and what will eventually happen is you don't need to open the refrigerator and you'll just call the cat's name, Frisky, or whatever the cat's name is, come, right. and the cat will come. And they can be trained. Oh, totally. I had a cat that played the piano. Now, wait. What? What did it, You had a cat that played the piano. You didn't? I didn't even have a piano, let alone a cat. <laughs> but you had a cornet. I had a cat that played the uh, Bach Minerva. And it, man, that, she could blow, maybe. She could blow, blow a horn. Um, so wait a minute. How does a cat learn to play the piano other than just walking on the keys? Well, I'll tell you the short version of the story right, here. And we could save a longer version. In fact, how this cat once threw WGN off the air. And if it wasn't for Steve King's fast thinking, what he would still be off the air. But that's a, I'll save that story for another time. Wait a minute. How what? dare you tease us and then leave? That's the whole idea. <clears throat> that uh, How did the cat... Because <clears throat> otherwise he may what, not ask me back. What, would the cat have gotten into the control room or the transmitter? How does the cat... Next Turn time, WGN off. Next time I'm on the air. I'll listen to him. And I'm not sure I want the boss to hear this. It was before. Why? It was a long time ago. Well, there were a lot of things that happened here a long time ago. Station's 100 years old. Yes, it is. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. So I wouldn't uh, worry about we that. We had a dog that did animal assistance. Okay, wait a minute. Yes. Let's get back to the cat playing the piano. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Oh, okay. So we had a dog that played and uh, that went to uh, the it was the Rehabilitation Institute of Chicago then to do animal assisted. Oh, sure. And my wife came home one day and said, you know, you've taught this dog, this little dog, to do all these wonderful tricks. Yeah. I'm out of tricks. Teach something new. And I thought, I'm going to go to Toys R Us. Remember that place? Sure do. And get a little kid's piano. Why I thought that, I don't know. And uh. I got one. And I began to teach this dog. I closed the door to an extra room, a second bedroom, and began to teach the dog, or the process, to play the piano. Clicker training came closer and closer and closer to hitting a key. And she was doing stuff, but I didn't close the door all the way. And in walked our cat named Ricky, then maybe nine months old, looked at me, looked at the piano and went, ping, 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 ping. <laughs> and I said, I've got a prodigy here. What am I fooling around with this dog for? <laughs> and Ricky was so social, he actually went places. We went to Petco and PetSmart. We did recitals, improvisational jazz. Hold it. The dog and the cat did improvisational jazz? Just the cat. Oh, just the cat. Yeah. The dog never really learned to How, do it. Uh, you didn't record any of these, did you? Some of them, well, TV stations were really No, no, I mean you. 
I, I have some, and from TV oh, stations. I'd love to hear segments. that. Oh, we were on all these national TV shows. At what? The time. Yeah. Why? Maybe I can Google it, and you'll be. I there. bet. Yeah. Lots, lots of Animal Planet shows. Well, cool. Um, yeah. so much, so much to a Steve Dale that we don't know. <laughs> Nor do you want to oh, know. Oh, I think we do. Thanks for sticking around. Oh, it's are you kidding? I hope to do it again soon and find You're... out how a cat got WGN off the air. I'm all about that. Yes. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour, Sam Panayanovich is going to be on. We're getting back to picking and not picking, winning or losing the NFL. After 9 o'clock, Neil Gibbons is a paranormal investigator, graveside Oh, he's a paranormal paranormal investigator and gives graveside paranormal tours. Scary. That's, I believe, the whole idea. Blah, blah, blah. But first, it's time to get into the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom on 720 WGN. If something important is going on in Chicago or the